Hello, hello, and welcome to the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast. I am Heidi. I am your host. And just for a little visual, right now I'm in my closet recording this. I usually record in my office, and our driveway, we live in the mountains, and we just bought a new house up here a few months ago, and our driveway is dirt, and it's very long, and it was like getting all like potholes and really almost scary to drive on especially in the snow and so it's getting paved today which I accidentally scheduled on the same day I was recording podcasts so if you hear a little bit of extra white noise in the background or some weird thumps which I don't think there were really any just a heads up that's the driveway getting paved but the closet is farther away from the it's like in the middle of the house so I was like it felt more insulated versus my uh, office window is like right there looking at the driveway and I was like that's really loud so I'm in my closet And I just wrapped up the most fun interview. I probably say that every time, so I need to figure out different ways to identify the interviews, but this one was super fun. Um, A little different than you're used to, and that is because I am interviewing a freelance brand designer that I just wrapped up a branding project with. Her name's Otara Himmel, and I hired her after she sent me a cold pitch on Instagram which I talk about it right in the beginning of the interview, so I hope I'm not want to duplicate too much of what you're just about to hear. Um, but anyways, she did such an exceptional job, and then I hired her again and again and again, that I was like, you know what, I think it'd be really fun to talk through um, not only her experience as the freelancer, but more my experience as the client, and for me to dissect with her some of the things I thought she did really, really well, and some of the things that I was like, oh my gosh, I love you as a freelancer and I want to just hire you again and again and again and just here's all my money and um, I'm going to tell all my friends and everybody I know about you. Because as a freelancer, that's how you want to make your clients feel and it's actually quite simple to do. The tactics and strategies to do this are very, very simple and she and I talk through them in our interview and so you're going to hear all about that and you're going to just be able to hear really firsthand my experience as a client working with a freelancer and what it feels like and what feels good and what maybe doesn't feel good good we go through the pitching process we go through um, the discovery call process which is basically your first chat with the potential client to decide if they're a good match and what their project is all about we go through like the whole project process of like things that she did throughout the process that really made her stand out even though they're super simple Um, all the things she does are so simple but most people don't do them Um, and then we go through the end of the project where she did a really cool thing right at the very end that literally probably took her five minutes and it blew me out of the water and was like okay next project ready let's go I can't wait to do another project with you and another project another project so I think you're gonna get a lot of value out of this conversation it was super fun and if you need a brand designer she loves working with fashion peeps so I'd have to give her a huge plug Um, her Instagram and website are in the show notes um, ever be design and she's just amazing on so many levels I cannot recommend her enough That being said, um, we talk a little bit about how she learned how to do all of this stuff so well. And she did go through a graphic design program that teaches you, like, the process of being a freelance graphic designer. So here's my shameless self-promotion of our program that teaches you how to be a fashion freelancer. Uh, We have a program called Freelance Accelerator from Surviving to Thriving. We like to call it FAST. 
and it is a kick-ass program that will walk you through a lot of the things that we talk through here step by step all the things that you need to be a kick-ass freelancer um i'm going to link that up in the show notes it only opens a couple times a year and get yourself on the email list by going to soheidi.com slash freelance, S-E-W-H-E-I-D-I.com slash freelance. That will get you access to a ton of my free resources just for fashion freelancers, as well as get you on the list so that you are the first to hear when our FAST program opens for enrollment just a couple times a year. Okay, guys, you can scroll down to the show notes wherever you're listening. If you love this podcast, which I really hope you do, and if you've gotten to this part of the intro, then you probably do, um, would you do me a solid and put up a review on Apple Podcasts? They're tough to get. We have a substantial following, and I still was like pulling teeth to get these reviews. Um, And every podcaster I know is the same. (laughs) So if you have 30 seconds, please do that. I'd really appreciate it. And now let's dive in. I hope you love this interview. If you did... um, leave that review on Apple Podcasts or give me a shout out on Instagram DMs. I love hearing like what you thought of this. And this is kind of a different podcast type of interview for us. So let me know if you enjoyed it. All right, let's chat with Atara. Okay, wonderful. We're ready to go. Are you ready? I am ready. Yeah. Okay. Um, Atara, so you guys, this I have a little bit of a different guest here today. She's a freelancer, but she's not in fashion. But... This is Atara. She's going to introduce herself in a second. But, oh, fudge, man. I'm so excited to have you here because you just wrapped up an awesome project for you. And I thought it would be for us. And I thought it would be super fun to have a freelancer come on and for you and I to talk about, like, all the things. And and for me to share my perspective of, like, why I hired you and then why I hired you again and again. And, um... All the, all the things about our experience working together because there's so much value for fashion freelancers to gain from just hearing about things that you did that maybe you didn't even realize you did, but for me as like the client were really valuable. So, God, I'm so excited to dive into all of this. But first, why don't you say hi and introduce yourself? <laughs> hey, um, I'm Atara. I'm a brand designer, which is a graphic designer that specializes in branding, which is your logo, your whole brand identity, how your brand feels, looks to your audience. Um, I was technically a freelancer for three years, and I've worked a lot in the design industry, Um, and now I'm here. (laughs) Okay, awesome. So um, I just want to get like a real quick background, because I'm, I mean, selfishly, I'm just actually really curious. Did you go, did you go to school for graphics? Yes, I went to Queens College for graphic design. Okay, and when did you graduate? I graduated in the spring of 2019, I believe. Oh, so just recent because it's 2021, yeah. so like two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, really recent. Yeah. And yeah, but I've been working in college the whole time. Okay. I was one of those people. Yeah, I can tell. That's why I love you so much. Um, you're just a go-getter overachiever. I love it. Um, okay, so and, and you have been freelancing starting in college and then through now and you're still freelancing. This has been your career, correct? So I've actually done a lot of different other jobs. Um, okay. If you want me to run through it, I worked for a photographer. Okay. I made photo albums, so I've been editing pictures a lot. And I've also worked for a nonprofit organization on their advertising campaign. Okay. Um, and I also worked at a flower store, uh, which was amazing. Yeah. And I designed a lot of stuff for their clients and worked in a lot of floral design, which was amazing because you got to work with your hands. Yeah. Um, 
And then I decided just to freelance. Um, it was actually quite a journey. <laughs> Maybe we'll get into it a little yeah, bit Yeah, I do want to talk but, about the whole journey. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, and then I ended up opening up my own branding studio, Everbeat Design. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. So, ta- yeah, let's, I mean, where would you, so so just to kind of give everybody listening a, a quick cap of like how, how we connected, you sent me, I had no idea who you were, um, you obviously found me and you sent me a cold pitch on Instagram. Basically, if, if those of you listening, if you're not familiar with the pitches, it's just reaching out, essentially saying, hey, blah, 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 blah. And we'll talk through your pitch because it was good. Um, uh, I'm a, what do you mean? That's exactly what I saw. Like I said, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you were like, hey, blah, blah, blah. I'm a freelance <laughs> graphic designer and brand designer and you should hire me. No, that's exactly not what you said. But essentially, <laughs> that's kind of what comes – that's that's if we boil it down to like super – harsh terms it's you're pitching you're putting yourself out there to say I'm available would you like to work with me um you do it much more elegantly and we'll talk through that but um so you sent me a cold pitch and I was like hey you know what we just changed our brand from or we're in the process of changing from successful fashion designer to successful fashion freelancer you know what I've been thinking about a logo uh, I DIY hacked this really janky one together, but it was like good enough. Cause I didn't, for me as a hiring manager's perspective, I was like, which I was going to tell you this before we hit record. And I was like, no, 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 we have to save this for the recording. Um, I, I, I really wanted a new logo, but the thought of going out there and finding a designer felt very overwhelming to me. And I was like, I don't have the time to, like, weed through people and, like, find the good person, blah, blah, blah. I go, I just can't do it. So, you know what? I'll just settle for this janky DIY logo. Then you beautifully fell into my lap with a pitch that was just soft and nice and complimentary enough. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm going to give this girl a shot. So that's how it started. And... Um, so talk a little bit about your freelance journey as, I mean, are, is this what you're doing? Are you cold pitching or like, and I imagine you're, you're getting referrals and stuff. Cause I'm here. Like, I want to tell the whole world about you. I'm like, hire this girl. Um, which we'll talk about. Cause that's what happens when you do a really good job as a freelancer. People are like excited to share you. Um, but talk a little bit about your journey. Is it, where's it starting and are you pitching and what's been your whole experience with that? Um, it was actually quite funny. You were one of the first people who I cold pitched. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't want to say also into the podcast because I thought maybe it will be a fun thing to say. Yeah. Um, I actually, I'm so scared of cold pitching. I mm. like, I get really nervous putting myself out there. Most people and, do. <laughs> yeah. And actually, my husband was the one that said you have to start cold pitching. You have to tell people. They, he even said, like you, some people need it and they don't want to search. They, they just don't. want someone. They just, they just want someone yes. to be like, can I help you? And they're like, yes, yes. please. Yes. Um, I always get so nervous. And maybe you could tell it like through your perspective. I always thought that if I go to someone and say, hey, your thing sounds so cool, looks so nice. Do you want graphic design services? Basically saying you need help. How do I do this nicely without saying like you just need a facelift <laughs> without being mean? Yeah. Um, oh, so I didn't I, feel it as being mean at all. I ne- that never crossed my mind. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I'm so happy. Thank you. 
I've really tried and I sat down and I literally just, you know, went through um, people's Instagram. I saw yours and I even remember that it was a standout one because I was like, you have great content, great stuff, but you know, my design is kind of mediocre. It was was a little all over the place, a little like, I don't know know. what's happening here. And I saw that you had great content. So I was just like, you know, I'm just going to approach you. I'm going to put it out there. And I know you didn't answer for like two weeks and I was like okay that was a buzz it was fine I'm just never gonna cold pitch again and then you reached out and I'm like whoa maybe I should do this more often (laughs) okay so full transparency I didn't answer right away because I um so I looked at the message it was obviously in like my hidden this extra folder so it didn't show you don't see it as seen until I accept it right but I looked at it multiple times and I looked at your portfolio which was not like I want to be very clear because people tweak over their portfolio like crazy um your portfolio like you have like I don't know 20 posts on Instagram you don't have much um but it's very just clean and clear what you do and I could really sense your your uh design aesthetic from there and then I did click through your website which is just like an expanded version of your Instagram just shows some logos and branding and packages that you've done but very simple and clear so it's nothing expansive and you have no following I mean no offense but you don't have a following on Instagram so it's not I say this because I think you know freelance fashion um fashion freelancers out there listening might think oh but you know blah 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 she has all the things she doesn't have all the things she just has she just put up a few posts um Anyway, and I was like, oh, I'd like to hire her, but I had to be honest, I started second-guessing myself if I even had the capacity to take on this project and to manage it because you know what I knew? I knew it also meant getting new headshots because I hadn't gotten headshots since 2015. So for me, just the the breadth of the, the project felt a little overwhelming, and then I was like, you know what? I think that I think I just have to pull the trigger and have to make the time to make this work. And I did, and I'm so freaking glad that I did. But that's from my perspective, that's why I didn't answer right away because I was just like, oh, okay, do I really want to take it on? So 100%. Yeah. And I think what's great that you mentioned about Instagram and the following. And I think a lot of people should know that, you know, the following doesn't mean clients at all. And I feel like people really believe that. That's why they always try to get tons of followers and they kind of lose track of what you're supposed to do, which is show your work and just to really just to be out there. So people could search you if you go up to them. Yeah. And you know, I I think that that it's definitely true. I'm still getting clients, probably not as much as maybe, you know, people who have 20,000, but definitely I wouldn't say followers equate clients. It doesn't, it really doesn't. And the other thing too, you don't like have to put a lot of work into your Instagram. You don't have to be posting every day. Like you don't have to be all crazy about it. It doesn't need to be like an hour a day task. It could probably be like an hour a week task at the most. I mean, maybe if you're on there researching brands to pitch, that's different, but I'm talking about like building your own Instagram. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I find it so hard to come up with content, especially yeah. if you're a graphic designer, you have to really create your own content because that is what sells like your actual design. True. That's true. Uh, yeah, so you kind of feel like you have to put out something yeah. pretty so people, you know, want to hire you. Yeah, but it doesn't it's need it's to be a ton. Yeah. And I'm, I'm at least saying from my perspective, like, I when I looked through to your account, like, I didn't look at the dates or anything. Like, I didn't care if the last post was, like, three weeks ago. Like, I just, like, all I had the time to do was, like, glance. And I was, like, at a glance visually, do I like what I see? And I was, like, yes, it's clear and it's focused Like you didn't have branding for like a kajillion different things. It was like all over the place. It was just clear. So I say that dear listener, 
freelance fashion peeps out there, like just be really clear and simple about what you do, right? If you do flats, just show flats. If you do lingerie, just show lingerie. Like don't show all the things that you've ever done in your whole career. Um, okay. Pick so one and do it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick one and do it well. And the thing is that, right, because when then, then me as the client or whoever who you're pitching to wants to click through to your portfolio and glance at it for like five seconds, if it gets past the five-second rule, then they might spend 20 more seconds thinking, okay, yeah, you know what? All right, at a glance, this looks good. Okay, I'm looking a little deeper. Yeah, you know what? This looks good. And then that was it. That was like all I needed to see to be like, okay. And then it was more whether I could take the project on like time-wise. Um so then have you, have you, uh, so you've sent a handful more cold pitches since maybe since your husband was right. And you were, it was, he's like, I told you so. <laughs> no, don't let him hear that. Okay. Um, well, don't tell, tell him not to listen. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, I did send a few cold pitches. Um, I don't really think any of them really stuck, but I think it's because I hadn't figured out the right niche of who to send a cold pitch to, which maybe you could help me. Yeah, we can chat for sure. Of what we could do. Yeah, Yeah. we can talk about that. Um, I think sometimes like, first of all, like your net, like how many have you sent? Can I just ask you like, give me a a rough. Um, how many? Like five? Um, I would say around 20. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a good, decent number. All right. So here's the thing. Um, and you've landed one project, which was mine. Yeah. Okay. Which is just from cold pitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing with pitching. Um, have any, has anyone else responded? Yeah, people responded. Oh, okay. They're saying, oh, we're not interested or thank you so much. I'll let you know okay. if ever. Okay. So here's what you do. Um, so first of all, a lot of the thing with pitching and freelancing in general, it's all about the timing. Like you hit me at the perfect time. Um, cause I was like, Oh, we did just rebrand and I just threw together this stupid logo. It was so bad, but whatever. I was like, it's good enough. And I guess what all these janky graphics I've done have gotten me to where I am and the business is quite substantial. So, but then I was fine. Like, okay, it's probably time we up our game a little bit. Um, so it's really about timing. So they might, they might just not be ready because for whatever long list of reasons or they feel really busy and stuff. So the ones that said, no, thank you, then that's fine. You don't contact them again. But the couple that have said, oh, thank you, we'll contact you when we're ready. Well, they forget because they get busy and then they forget that you even pitched them because you were like one little drop in their bucket of their very busy life and business. And so in a month from now or six weeks or two months, whenever, and you got to kind of keep track of this. This is what I advise um, – students in our freelance accelerator program to do is, um, you know, create a little spreadsheet, like a big nerd. I love spreadsheets. So hopefully that's okay with you. And yeah. And then send them just a bit of value here and there. It might be like, Oh, Hey, I saw this cool, uh, uh, design idea and I thought it was such a fun like mock-up for a post or I don't know I'm going out of left field here but like send them a soft piece of value that's like relevant to them maybe it's like an article on like tips to DIY their own logo and don't feel like it's going to take work away from you if it's like a DIY graphic thing or something or like you told me about Adobe XD and you're like it's really cool so maybe you find this cool template thing for creating your post that makes it easier or maybe it's not even something Instagram related like what is their brand in general maybe there's a different thing it doesn't have to be big it just has to be like simple and cool or like maybe you even just like 
have a cool inspiration graphic and you're like, oh my gosh, I just, this might seem really random. And you can approach it like that. You go, this might seem really random, but like I tripped over this really cool image on Pinterest and it just reminded me of your branding. I thought it was so cool. That's it. Yeah, for sure. So it's just like a little tap on the shoulder, just saying like, hey, how's it going? Um, I saw this cool thing and I thought of you. And so then you're like top of mind. Then they start to remember, oh, this girl, Atara, gosh, wow, she's like sending us a, a just a quick little thing. You're top of mind so that when a project does come up, they're like, boom, that's our girl. They don't forget about you. Um, and then it is just about the timing. So you do have to like nurture that conversation a little bit. That would be my advice. Um, that's more like warm pitching, right? Yeah. Once you've, you were, there was cold, then it turned into a warm lead because they said, um, cool. We'll let you know if we have anything come up. So then you're just really having a conversation. You're adding value. You're not constantly going like, um, Hey, just checking in to see if you might have any work for me. That doesn't feel good to the customer or the potential, the prospective customer. Right. Um, don't just keep knocking on my door trying to sell me something. Um, and this this goes, like, really deep. So there's a lot of psychology behind sending that little bit of value. It shows that, one, you care, which means a lot. And, two, it shows that you keep up to date in the industry and the niche that you're in. And by you sending them little things like this, they will instantly start to see you as an expert. And I don't want people to get scared off by that word expert because they do. Um, cause I go, oh, I'm not an expert. I only have two years experience or like whatever. Right. Um, but here's the thing just to be an expert, you only have to be a little bit better than the other person. Like to me, you're a freaking expert because your design is like so, so, so amazing. And obviously you went to school and all the things and you just have a knack for it clearly. But, um, but although, you know, I went to gra- school for graphic design too, but I just, it's not in my bones. The creativity of that level is not in my bones. Um, I, I do lean more technical and like engineering and like strategy, even though I did go to school for something creative. But but anyway, so it, it does a lot of things, not just giving them value, but then it slowly, like in their head, they're going to think, wow, this girl really knows her stuff because she's staying up to date. She's sending me cool tips or tricks that I didn't know about, or she's just, she just cares and she's just sending me a cool thing just to say hi. And she's not here bugging me like, hey, do you got any work? I need to pay my bills. <laughs> um, I'm like thinking of like the Hercules, like want to buy a pocket watch or what was it? I don't know what or that Dallas. is. I have no idea what you're never talking about. Never heard Hercules? No. Wait, okay. Never mind. Do you not watch Disney? No. Okay. That's for all of your listeners who watch Hercules. Maybe <laughs> when mind. Errol's old enough, I'll have to start watching Disney. I don't know. You don't like Disney? No, I don't really. Really? No, no, no I don't really feel like I do. Oh, boy. Oh, um, okay. Okay, next but wait. Topic, then. Next topic. Okay. No, but seriously. Okay, so I want to talk about... Um, so you pitched, you hit me at the perfect time, and now I, I want to tell everybody that I know that they should just hire you, which, which is a uh, great way. So you, I think you're not, I think your business can grow tremendously by, you know, it takes work to do those first cold pitches, right? And then you get a few clients. And then when you do an exceptional job, which we're going to talk about, cause you like blew it out of the water. Um, that's when your business really grows because then the brand, the client starts hiring you again for more projects, which we're already doing literally the day you wrapped up the podcast logo. I paid the last part of the invoice and I was like, okay, I'm going to get back to you with another project. Let me just wrap my head around a few things. And it was the next day that I was like, okay, I'm ready already. Let's do something else. (laughs) Um, 
I love that. And then you, and then, and then I'm going to tell, like, I'm already telling my friends and obviously all the listeners and people on my email list about you because I'm like, she's so cool. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the project itself because this is where you really blew me out of the water. And I've worked with a lot of freelancers. Um, So first we started. Uh, well, a couple little things you did that was huge that you maybe didn't even know, but like, so we started chatting on Instagram and I was like, Hey, yeah, this sounds interesting. Well, first of all, let me read your pitch really quick. I've got it up on my phone right here. So it says, um, and this is the first message you send to me blind. I have no idea who you are. Hi, Heidi. I really admire your platform to support freelancing fashion designers. I even recommended your page to a friend. So I want to point out right here, you started with a compliment, which for me feels so good. Like you're telling me about how much you love my page and then that you're sharing it with people. So that's a compliment. It makes me feel really good instantly. And I say that because it's instead of starting with, hi, Heidi, I'm a graphic designer with three years experience. I don't fucking care about that, to be honest. I care about myself selfishly. And so starting out with a compliment is huge. Um, And then I love this part. I know it's the worst when people slide into your DMs to sell their services, but I just wanted to pop in here to let you know that I'm a brand designer and I love working with entrepreneurs like you. So you address the fact that what you're doing might be a little bit annoying, but you're owning it. Um, And then I also like that you say I'm a brand designer and love working with entrepreneurs like you. So this is so subtle, but you chose the word entrepreneur instead of companies or businesses or um, some other word. And I was like, I really identify as an entrepreneur. And so it really resonated with you. So like when you're pitching, you just might want to change that word. I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying this to the listeners in general, Um, right? We're working with brands like you. Like what is the company that you're pitching to? And and so when we're in fashion, most of the time it's going to be a brand. Just choose your words very carefully. And then you just say, if you ever need branding, like a logo website and overall aesthetics, feel free to reach out anytime as I would love to help you with that. Hope you're having a great day. That was it. Um, but it, it was all about me and then like one sentence about how you can help. And it wasn't like, the, what most pitches read like is, Hi, Heidi. I'm a graphic designer with three years experience. You can check out my portfolio by clicking through to my profile. Um, I can do branding and website and photography and all the things, all the things, all the things. And we list like 20 services that we can do. And it feels very overwhelming. Um, And even sometimes it goes into, and my rate is X dollars per hour or blah, blah, blah. and, And here's my portfolio. And please contact me if you need anything. As a terrible pitch. It should be short and sweet and mostly about the client and then a little blip about you. And then it's like, hey, let me know if you ever need anything. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, so, so then I said, hey, yeah, this sounds interesting. I'd be happy to talk. And then we chatted for a quick second and I said, um, you know what? This is, let's take this onto email because it's getting a little bit, um, it's too hard to manage on Instagram for me. And you, within 20 minutes, you you took that lead and you said, okay, she'd prefer to communicate via email, sent me the email to follow up very timely. I've had conversations like this with people before where I'm like, let's take this to a different platform. And then it takes them like 24 hours to get to me. And I'm like, uh, so you were very timely and I appreciated that. So that was like a really nice green flag at the very beginning. Um, and then you said, uh, like, let's hop on a call to chat about, you know, what you might need. 
um, or something to that extent, a discovery call. And so we hopped on a call. Yeah. And then talk a little bit about your process um, on the call. And like, because this is where I think a lot of freelance and, and a lot of the things that you did, I do, I teach inside of our freelance accelerator program. But um, you hop so on the call, the talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, number one, when you were saying about how people say their rates on their Instagram, I never do that. Yeah. Um, I always believe that you should first ask the person what they want. Um, I love doing the discovery call and I didn't used to do that when I was just a general freelancer. Um, a lot slowly changed when I realized what works best, um, just with people in general. Um, I find having a discovery call, number one, it gets, it gets to know the other person. Um, you get to really know exactly what they need. You ask questions. Um, I wouldn't even say it's for you to pitch. It's also for them to also pitch themselves. Um, I do think that when they explain what they want, sometimes it's easier for them to really make it clear exactly what they want. Some people don't really know if you just ask them over email. Sometimes they do mm -hmm. to just talk it out, mm -hmm. blab about it with someone. Um, and it's great just to have overall um, questions of what they need so you actually know how to price it. I feel like people who really just price right away, um, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Mm -hmm. Um and then after we have a discovery call, then I can make you a custom proposal um, based on the answers that you gave me. And that way I could see what your goals are, what exactly you need. Maybe I could even say, I think you, you might even need this. Mm -hmm. And that wouldn't have worked if I was emailing you because I would never have seen it through your voice, through your tone. Mm -hmm. um, and you wouldn't also give more away when you're emailing. People are more likely to give more stuff away when they're talking to you. Yeah. Um, so I really highly recommend um, anyone who's a freelancer to do some sort of discovery call before they do a proposal. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, like from a client's perspective, it feels really good because um, it's it. I mean, yes, I was kind of interviewing you, but but you led the call really well, and it was. It, was really more like you asked a lot of questions. You were like, tell me about your brand and how did you get started? And, you know, where do you feel like you're at right now in terms of like your graphics and your branding and like, you know, where would you like to go? Or I forget exactly what you asked, but something along those lines. Right. And, um, for me, like I love talking about my business and, and so it's the same for other brand owners. And so when you, the first phone call that you have with a brand is or an entrepreneur, whoever you're talking to, but I keep saying brand because I'm I'm sort of talking to the listener right now, right? Who's pitching fashion brands? Um, you want to get to know about them, right? And and so first of all, you're kind of seeing like is it a good match? And then also, like you said, which I think is so such a valuable thing to point out, there might also be opportunity for other services that they might need that they might not even realize you need, but you hear them say something and you're like, oh, you know what? Um, yeah, we can talk about that. Or, you know what? At the end, you can just say like, you know what? You mentioned something about this. And, um, you know, I've definitely helped brands do things like that. So if you want, I can, I can 
if you're ready and if you feel good, we can put together a proposal and I can include something along those lines or something. So it's a great opportunity to like uh, do a little add-on service or like some type of little upsell. Um, once you open that door, like you said, you have much a much different conversation voice to voice. How do you feel about doing those calls? Because I think a lot of people are really feel really anxious. They're like, okay, God, I just sent this pitch out to the brand. I mean, first of all, you're nervous about pitching, which is you're behind a screen. There's so much protection. Um, you're just sending text. And then you have to get on a, a video call. Like, how does that feel? Oh, um, <laughs> I'm anxious too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I really, I'm not, I'm not that out there. Um, I get very anxious about it, but I do know it's worth it because I like working with people who I actually spoken to. Yeah. Um, it gives another layer of connection and, um, it's great. Like what you were saying, how you love talking about your business. I love hearing people talk about what they love. And I think that's the greatest way to even get you inspired to even design their brand. Um, so I just find that the pros way outweigh the cons. Um, but yes, I am very nervous about it. I, it ruins like my whole morning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just prepping for it. And then after I'm like, oh, okay, now I can do some work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't think that anxiety should stop anyone, even though I know that people really do get anxious about these things. I mean, like you said, it's even anxious to like send that cold pitch. What do you feel so anxious <laughs> about with the cold pitch? I think it's just about putting yourself out there and not knowing how you're portrayed to them. Mm. I don't know how I look to other people. I don't know if maybe my work is not up to their standards. I don't know how it looks from the outside. So it's Mm. hard because you feel like you're going to be judged. Yeah. I heard a quote once on a podcast. I I don't think I'll be able to dig it out. I listen to so many podcasts, but I should have wrote it down. But it was something along the lines like, whether you put yourself out there or not, you're going to be judged. So you might as well put yourself out there and get judged. Like, it's true. And it doesn't feel like, I think it sounds a little harsh, but like, it's true. We live in a judgy world and like, people are going to judge you, period. So you might as well like put yourself out there and try. And then guess what? You're going to succeed some of those times and you're going to make progress and you're going to move forward. Otherwise, you're just going to sit still and you're not going to go anywhere. And that's worse than being judged, in my opinion. 100%. 100%. I definitely think that I have leaned into that uncomfortability mm-hmm. to just put yourself out there. Yeah. Like even this podcast, I was like, you know what? Yeah. Outside my comfort zone, but I'm going to do it because yeah. that's how you grow. Yeah. That's and how you experience stuff. Yeah. And then the other thing too that like I just have to touch on and, and I'd be curious to hear your perspective on this, but like um, I think that sort of like putting – so for example, you – put yourself out there and you were like, oh gosh, am I, is it going to be insulting them? Because are they going to think like, oh, they're, I'm telling them their brand is bad or their graphics are bad or whatever. Um, but which I literally never crossed my mind. I mean, actually I know our stuff is really mediocre, so it doesn't bother me, but, um, I think you can look at it from a perspective of like, Hey, I'm not telling you your stuff is bad, but I'm just letting you know that I'm here if you decide that you need any help. And guess what? I actually did need help, and I'm so freaking excited that you offered your help to us because I am literally obsessed with our new logo, and now I cannot wait to just do another project, do another project, like really up our game. And 
and it just elevate the brand and all the things, all the things, all the things. And so I think that you can look at yourself as like, hey, like I'm just tossing my hat in the ring to see if you need any help. If you don't, like no sweat, no problem. But if you do, I'm here to help you. So you can kind of like flip the mindset from like, oh, I'm not telling them their stuff is bad or, oh, I'm not here like just trying to sell my services. Like I'm here and I'm available to help if you need it. Otherwise, cool. Yeah, 100%. I like yeah. that tip. Yeah. I'm like making notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so then let's talk about the actual project itself because we did the discovery call. I really loved it and I was pretty much like – here's my credit card. Like, let's just do this. I mean, it wasn't quite that fast. I did say like, okay, I need to see a proposal, but, um, you said together the proposal and, um, I signed it and I sent the half down. I mean, like instantly I was kind of like, I cannot wait to start this project. Um, and then I had to get headshots cause that kind of like was a big part of the podcast logo. And, Let's see. I want to talk about just like some, and actually before I talk about this, I want to know, I said to my husband, like I, my husband like knows who you are just because I talk about you a lot and through the project and stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, she said the mugs up. They look so good. Um, uh, and I said to him once, I go, she must have gone through some kind of training to teach her like how to pitch, how to do the discovery call, how to manage the project and the whole process because it was so professional. And I didn't really know how old you were. I got the feeling that you were a little bit young um, and that you didn't have like 10 years of experience. But um, I just said to him, I go, it's so, she's handling everything so professionally that she must have learned this somewhere. Did you? Yes, I did. You did. Yeah. I had a feeling. I was like, I don't think she just did this on her own. No offense. It was so no. good, though. No, no offense, but college really doesn't teach you how to do this stuff. They don't teach you any <laughs> um, of that stuff. They don't. Um, I actually took, I'll do a little call out. I did the pro design process from Fox Trot Branding, okay. and they were amazing. Yeah. They did live coaching calls. They went through the process of everything, how to do discovery call to do all these um, proposal decks and everything. And it really upped my game. It was amazing. That's why I really think I'll do a little plug for yours. That's why I think everyone should take a course like this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll Um, do a plug for mine too. Like you guys, it's hard to know how to do all the nuances of like, not just getting the project, but then managing the project and blowing it out of the water. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's so hard and it's hard to be a freelancer. No one's telling you what to do. You're just there Mm -hmm. alone with your computer and someone's, like asking you to do stuff and you're like, what yeah. am I supposed to do? Yeah. Um, and I think of course it's always amazing. People yeah. who are able to teach a lot, lots of applause, clues to them. Yeah. I think what you're doing is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, it really shows that like you invested in yourself to make sure that you were putting yourself out there as an exceptional freelancer. Like not only your design aesthetic is great and you could come up with a great logo, but I will, I'm here to tell you that if you didn't handle the project the way that you did, I don't care how good the logo is, I wouldn't hire you again because I'm someone that like, I need the project to feel really smoothly, to feel low stress for me. And to know that like, when you tell me you're gonna send the file on Thursday morning, you send the file on Thursday morning, or you even send it on Wednesday night. Cause you're like, Hey, how do you got this done early? I just wanted to send it over. I'm like, yeah, she said it early. Like those little things are so valuable. And a lot of it comes down to like, 
besides how you manage the project and you're like, okay, well, here's how we get, we're going to do the first round of mock-ups and then it's just, these are just rough concepts and then you'll pick and then we refine it and then we pick and then we refine it. But, but that aside, just your general like demeanor and work ethic throughout the process was super valuable to me. You were very um, good with communication. You let you did a lot of check-ins. You let me know, and so just to give everybody um, a view, the the whole project took four weeks, so about a month. And um, I heard from you. You know, we probably chatted at least twice a week. There was at least just a quick little touch base of like, "Hey, Heidi, um, I got the files in Dropbox. Just wanted to let you know I'm working on it, and I'll send it over on Thursday." That one little sentence, that one little message for me as the client is like, okay, great. She confirmed she got the files and she's working on it. And now I know when to expect the next thing. But I think what a lot of freelancers do, not I think, I know because I've hired them and it is very painful from a client's perspective, is I send the files via Dropbox. This is just one simple example. They don't acknowledge it. They're over there working. They're doing their thing, but they don't acknowledge it and they don't let it know. So I'm over here sitting thinking, oh, God, did the files even go through? And then I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, what if she didn't get the files, and I'm relying on this thing to get done? And then I wake up the next morning, I'm like, God, I still didn't hear back from her. I hope she got the files, and I hope she's actually working on it, because I have this deadline. And and I'm, my heart, I'm like, literally, my heart's starting to race as I say this, because from the brand, the client's perspective, their ass is on the, the line to, like, hit these certain deadlines, or, like, whatever the thing is. And so then you're causing them anxiety, and then they have to come and check in with you. And let me tell you from a client's perspective, I don't want to have to check in on you. I want you to check in with me. And if you're checking in too much, I'll let you know. But I'd rather have that than for you to just go dark. Even if you're working, let me know so that I actually know and I don't think, oh, gosh, is she doing anything? Did she get the files? It's very – it makes you very – I mean – makes me very yeah. like, oh, gosh, is it actually happening or did she forget or is she another flaky freelancer? Most freelancers yeah. are flaky. <laughs> wow. I don't know I if mean, you know I the stereotype, but it's yeah. true. I know the stereotype, but also I think I see it from your perspective, which is why I always make sure to check in because I would be anxious. I would be like, oh my gosh, I didn't tell her that I got it. Yeah. I got it. And then I, I need to check in or else she won't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to do it for my own sake. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that there's the, the general communication is so valuable, you guys. And then the other thing too, um, you did one little thing that was like, I mean, you, everything was great from the, the, from before the project, from, from the pitch through the, through, everything's been so good. And then you did one little thing in the middle of the project. Um, we had our photo shoot scheduled and, um, you knew that because I had communicated with you. I was like, Hey, we ha- we're getting photo shoots on Wednesday and then I'll get you the photos by Friday or whatever. And, um, you sent them and you weren't involved in the photo shoot. You didn't pick out the inspiration photos. You didn't help drive the creative direction. Like Tara and I managed that whole thing ourselves, but you still sent a message over and you said, Hey, good luck with the photo shoot today. Hope everything goes well. And Tara and I both, when we got to the photo shoot, we both looked at each other. We go, that was so sweet of a Tara to send that message. She goes, Oh my gosh, I know it's so sweet. So like that was such a tiny thing. It took you three seconds, but it was like letting me know that you cared and that you're thinking about us and just like being a nice person and like just saying hi and like, hey, I hope the thing goes. So like, you know, with, with freelancers out there listening, it's like, you know, if your client's going on a factory visit or maybe not even your client, but someone maybe you've pitched to and they're like, uh, you know what, we're really busy. We've got a bunch of 
factory visits coming up. I can get in touch with you in a few weeks. Send them an email in two weeks and just don't sell your services, but just say like, hey, I just wanted to say hi, and I hope your factory visits went well. I know those can be really stressful, but I wanted to wish you good luck. That's it. It's so simple, but it means so much to people because nobody does this. So I don't know if that's just your personality. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's bragging to say it's my personality. But yeah, I mean, I think about these stuff and I don't know. I I like seeing my clients as friends. I like being able to just text you and be like, oh, like, good luck. Um, And I think it's so important to inject your personality into things because at the end of the day, they're working with you. They're not working with a random person. And I think it's so important um, to remember that because they could be working with anyone. Anyone could design a logo. Anyone could do anything, but no one could be you. So why not show the client that you're a person? And you know what? That's such a great point, too, because um, uh, not only are they working with you as you're a unique person, but you are an individual freelancer and you are giving, they have the opportunity to work with you one-on-one and get personalized attention as opposed to going to like an agency model where it's like, a big agency with 20 people or, you know, however big, and they just get shuffled around and they don't get that like intimate personalized experience. Um, so I, I think, you know, had I hired some big graphic design agency, but first of all, it would have cost like a quadrillion times more, but, but the experience would not have even been near the same good nor bad for me. I prefer the personalized one-on-one. Um, some people that might be easier, but if they're hiring you one-on-one as an individual freelancer, then, yeah, like, be a real person. It's kind of as simple as that. And you also, you want to be fun. Branding yeah. is so fun. It like, is. Like, why not let it be a fun experience, not so yeah. stressful that yeah. you feel like you would have to check in on them and you don't know if the work will get done. Yeah. I, I like it when my clients come back and they say, oh, it's, it was so fun. It, it was fun. Like everything went smoothly. That, for me, is the best. It was, it's better than everything else. It's so fun that I was like, I, at first I didn't even think I had the time to take the project on. And now I'm like, oh, let's do another one. <laughs> That's how fun it was. Um, and of course the, the end result is awesome too. Um, then another thing you did, and I am going to bet you learned this in that course you took, but maybe not, but it was really good either way. Um, you packaged up the final files for me and you sent them over and it was one zipped folder and I unzipped it and inside was not only our final files but there was a folder called Instagram bonuses and you took what I'm just going to bluntly say was not even that much more time because I know how much time it takes to put together something simple like you put together but like let's say an extra 20 or 30 minutes if that even and you mocked up these like four Instagram um, story templates for me to use to, and then you put that in the message too. I think you said I added some extra bonus templates in there for you to um, promote and announce the new design on Instagram. And so you basically just like took graphics that you had already created and like just kind of used the texture, background, and the font and like put them into the story template size. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. Like it made my life easier because now I, I use them to announce the thing. And then I also saved them to my camera roll so I can use them going forward. And um, like you presented it as a bonus. So it was like very clear that like this was something extra that I was getting, which made me feel really good. 
um, that like you went above and beyond. And I teach the same type of thing, but I teach it as, um, I teach it as do the extra credit. Like what's the little extra thing you can do that they're not expecting? It doesn't have to be anything huge or laborious. Um, it can just be a tiny little extra thing that you toss in there. Again, most freelancers don't do this. And it just, it really is like the cherry on the cake at the end of the project. Did you learn that in that, in that program you did? Um, I actually didn't. Oh, okay. Um, You're just smart. (laughs) Not that I didn't teach it because I'm sure they probably mentioned it. Um, I actually remembered it from this other designer that I actually really admire. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I should even call them out. You're, I don't know if like your audience will even have heard of them, but they're oh. called Hutzpah Studios. They're the best. What is it called? Um, it's called Hutzpah. Hutzpah. Um, okay. It's a brand. Yeah, it's a branding. I guess they're a studio. They're not an agency. Um, they're like these two twins. Um, I don't know. Maybe you guys know Adobe Live. I don't know. I don't know what the fashion industry really knows. Yeah, some people might Hutzpah. know Adobe Live. Yeah. Yeah. So they do tons of Adobe lives. They do so many things for young designers too. They have a book for freelancers that also might be good even for, um, even for fashion designers. Okay, Cause cool. I have a fashion designer friend who I recommended this book to, and it was so helpful for her too. Cool. Um, and they also said like, if you could do bonuses that take five seconds, mm-hmm. why not do it? Like you, you want them to, you want them to thrive in their business. Why yeah. not? Why not just give it to yeah. them? Like, honestly, and those really, Instagram bonuses probably took you, like, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean, care. It was, it was to me, it's just the did. gesture that mattered. Yeah. A hundred percent. I don't think that you have to spend a hundred hours no, for something. No, not even an hour. And, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm so happy that you enjoyed them. I, I see you use them. I'm like, yes. I know. Okay, so then let's move to the next thing because then I was like, okay, I've got these great assets and I've got, like, four – barely Instagram story templates because they're basically the same background. And then one of them says like announcing and, and, and they're, they're essentially all the same. And I can really only, and now I'm just using the, the one solid colored texture one is like a generic background. Uh, well, per personalized to us, but just, you know, it's just basic texture background. You can put anything on top of it. Um, so then literally the day after we wrapped up the project, I was like, Okay, Atara, um, like the rest of our Instagram feels so janky now in comparison to this awesome logo. Like it really is just, it's make, I'm like embarrassed about it um, that I need to hire you for Instagram templates and story templates and post templates. And you were like, oh my gosh, of course. And so we chatted back and forth. And I think it took about a week because my parents were in town and I was really slow to respond. But um, you sent me over the proposal and I like sent you the deposit like within five seconds. So I just say this because you guys, this is literally what happens with your freelance career. When you do a really good job and that client needs you initially for one thing, it turns into another thing. It turns into another thing. So, um, so yeah, so I, I just hired you for that. And then, <laughs> and I'll say this publicly because I'm pretty transparent. And I don't really care. Um, like two days after I signed the proposal and sent you the deposit, I was like, hey, by the way, you know, I um, it's getting a re- really hard for me to manage Instagram myself. And like we have so many things going on in the business. And I was like, I'm not sure it's the best place for me to focus my time. I go, would you be interested in like coming on as a, as a retainer project where we pay you like a flat rate every month ongoing and you manage the Instagram, you create the template, you create the post. I mean, you pull it from other content that I've already written from like the email list and stuff. Um, 
And then you came back and you're like, well, you know, it's actually not something I've ever done before. I'm sure I could do it. But like, I, I say this because, um, and I'm happy. Like, I don't care that you've never done it before because I've seen your work and I'm like, I know you can do it too. So I think it, what happens a lot in freelancing is people are like, well, I don't have that skill. I can't do the thing. I can only do this one part because I don't have any experience doing the other part. But what happens is you get in good with these clients and you get those really awesome clients. And not every client is going to be that client, but but some of them will. And those are the ones that are going to just skyrocket your career. Um, they... Uh, they hire you for one thing, then they hire you for another thing. Then they come in and they ask, hey, can you do this third thing? And that's where you can be like, you know what? I actually don't have any specific experience doing that, but I know how to do it or I can figure out how to do it. And by then the relationship is built and they're comfortable with you and you're comfortable with them. And there you go. Boom. There's your opportunity to, let's say, go from sketching the flats to doing the tech pack, right? So for you, and I don't know if you want to do social media management, because you and I are still having a conversation about whether that's a, the right match for you. Um, but my point is that this is how it grows, and this is how it you start getting that opportunity to get into new projects that um, maybe you didn't have specific experience in, but the client is so happy that they're, they're, and they're like, fine, I know you can do it too, so go ahead and do it. That's how your career yeah. takes off. Yeah, your clients are your best resource for new clients and yes. for new work, Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I think that people really should, I'm always preaching this to like my other friends too. Like your clients are, you know, they're your best asset to your career. Yeah. And not only that is that there, it's your chance to connect with other people and it's your chance to really do something for someone else that I don't know, it feels amazing as a brand designer. I'm sure as a fashion designer, seeing your work out there and seeing it like in stores, I'm sure I don't really know exactly (laughs) where your work is. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the most amazing feeling ever. It really is. It really is. Um, I feel like I talked most of this podcast, which is really the opposite of how I usually go. I just wanted to share about all, like all the nuances of what you did though, that were like so valuable to me. Cause it's interesting, right? Cause I teach freelancing. I've been a freelancer and I've hired. And so this project was so fresh and, and I was just like, we have to share all these little tidbits of why it worked so well and what you did to make it work so well. Um, I'm curious to know from you, though, like, um, now that you've heard me ramble on and on and on about all the little things, like, was there anything that kind of stood out to you or maybe was, like, an interesting, like, light bulb in your head? Like, oh, I never thought of that or um, that that would be so valuable or gave you any ideas for, like, how to manage projects in the future or I don't know. Did you get anything out of kind of some of the feedback that I've given? Um, I'm just thinking, um, well, I definitely liked, um, I loved your feedback. Every single thing that you said, I was like, yes, those are always the best clients that your feedback, you feel like make your work better instead of it making it pop. Um, I'm like thinking, I know that for the questions, the questionnaire and everything, um, that definitely, um, made it stronger in my mind that, um, questions really get to the answer, I guess. But I yeah. think a lot of freelancers kind of shy away from asking questions. I I remember when I was in the general freelancing, this is where I'm going to babble. Um, when Do I was it. the general freelancing, I really, I thought that, you know, someone came to me, um, they just wanted work and they just wanted me to read their mind and then me to just produce something amazing that was in their head without me even saying anything, without them saying anything. Um, and that doesn't work because that means there's tons of revisions, tons of things. They don't like it as much because they don't really 
they probably don't even feel heard without them even knowing that they're supposed to be heard. Yeah. Um, but when I started really asking questions and knowing what I needed, um, to design things, giving myself time to design things, because at the end of the day, you know, you need to know these stuff and you shouldn't shy away from asking questions. You shouldn't shy away from saying, okay, I need a week to work on this. I don't, you don't need to say, okay, I'll have it the next day. Cause I, yeah. I had to do that. I had to just be like, uh. I'll give it to you right away. No boundaries, no nothing. Like, you know, them asking me, giving a price, me saying, okay, I'll have this in two days. Like, and I thought two days was like so long. Like they <laughs> wanted it the next day. And, and of course I was, you know, charging very little <laughs> and it was, it was crazy. Um, but then as soon as I realized like, no, slow down, ask your questions, make sure you have time to work, make sure that you're actually asking the right questions, doing the right work in order to really produce the work that you can. Cause I knew I was able to produce work if given the time and mm -hmm. the things I needed, mm -hmm. which is why I always shy away from when people, I don't know if this is how it works in the fashion industry, but some people want you, um, to do almost like a sample of some sort, um, of your work, or even just say, could you just show me a move board before even getting on call before even pitching to you? Um, and I usually say, no, I usually say first I need um, to talk to you. I need, you know, to actually know what's going on in your business. Cause mm -hmm. I can never, I can never design without knowing what you want because, yeah. you know, I could be looking at your brand and say, Oh, fashion. I think you need, you know, a sans serif font and just look elegant and luxe when you're really, no, I want something loud. I want something like, boom, I'm here. And I would never have known if you just said, I just need a move board before I work with you. Yeah. Um, I think knowing what you need, knowing your boundaries, I think that's something that really solidified when working with you. Cause I'm like, yes, like this is really amazing to do. And it made working so much better because I knew I had the tools and I, I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, what if you don't like it? Because yeah. I was able to be like, no, I know X, Y, and Z because what you told me because of my research. And I feel like even if you don't love it, I know how to get there. I know what to say in order to explain it to you. Yeah. You know? So was this your first project that you really did? Um, the process that you took me through, was that your first project really going through that process? Yes. It's one of the first ones that I did from X to, from A to Z. Okay. Um, I slowly put in some things. Um, you were the first discovery call. Um, and I did some after really? I was like, yes, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. wow. I feel kind of special. And you did really yeah. well. Thanks. I appreciate it. I know how to talk to people. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that yours was, I think, the first one that I really put all of it. Um, some of the things I kind of mixed and matched, which sometimes ended well, sometimes ended badly. Because when you mix a match, sometimes, sometimes they don't know what's happening. You know, mm. they don't I didn't know. feel like anything they ended don't. badly um, from my perspective. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think it went the smoothest. Okay. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say because I have clients right now. It's going really smoothly right now too. Okay, good, 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 <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, I definitely think that your working with you really solidified that process and made me be like, yes, that yeah. works. That was amazing. It felt so good from my perspective. And I didn't mind. Here's the thing. So I, I love that you brought up the question thing 
um, and the taking time thing for a couple reasons. So we'll talk about the questions first. Um, one is I love to talk about my brand, so I'm excited to tell you about it all day long. And two, um, I, I'll tell you transparently, I one of my other business friends who does her business is very similar to mine in terms of structure. It's in a completely different industry, but as far as the structure is very similar. And, um, she was like, Oh my gosh, your new logo looks great. And she's like, I need to update my headshots too. Cause I hadn't updated mine since 2015. They were six years old. And she's like, mine are super old too. I need to do them. And she goes, your photos look so good. She goes, did you like, how'd you get the inspiration? I was like, Pinterest. And then she goes, no, but like, did you have a word or a vibe you were going for? And I was, I actually wound up, we chat on WhatsApp. I sent her a voice memo. I was like, okay, so quick story. Like actually how it all came down is like this graphic designer cold pitched me and she was so awesome. And she sent me all these questions and you really got me thinking more about my brand and like more about the words that describe it and the feeling that I wanted to, to convey and I think without even actually directly relating that to my headshot inspiration, I think it just, in my head, it just translated. And so when I picked the inspiration on Pinterest and then we had the photo shoot, it just all like, and the photos came back and I'm so happy with them. And I really feel like you were the domino that like, because you asked me a bunch of questions, you got my head spinning on like, in a good way spinning, like, thinking about all these things about what does the brand mean and like I was like it's honest and it's exciting and it's bright and it's loud and boisterous in a very positive way I know those can sometimes be negative words um and it's inclusive and it's inviting um and and just all these like big exciting words and it just got me thinking a lot about the brand and I think that automatically conveyed in was conveyed in the in the headshots hopefully you kind of maybe felt that too Yes, um, no, 100%. Yeah, like I look back at my headshots amazing. I took in 2015, and it's like night and day. Obviously, that's six years ago, and, and it was different then. But but I say that because um, – and I don't want to intimidate people listening because I think, especially when you're starting out as a freelancer, um, I think this could feel really intimidating. So don't let this feel intimidating. But you do want to ask questions, and you do want to talk to the brand. And I teach a lot of this in, in our Freelance Accelerator program, FAST. Um you want to ask those questions. You want to get to know the brand and get to know their needs. Um, and you'll learn and you'll get better at asking the questions. Like your first project is not going to go off perfect and that's okay. You'll get better and you'll refine. But the point is that it's, it's first of all going to make the client feel really heard. I was like, Oh, she really cares. And she's getting to know our brand and she's understanding it. And that makes me feel really good. I feel really taken care of. I feel like she's doing a really thorough job and, also with you taking your time on things, I was like, yeah, give her the creative space. Like she needs, I mean, obviously sometimes there's deadlines, but with a logo of branding, you that's a different thing versus like, oh, if you need this tech pack done tomorrow, it's too different. You can't force a uh, branding into a, into a two day turnaround. You just can't. But like a tech pack, I see how that could be different. So it does vary depending on what exactly the project is. Um, but I th- it is up to you as the freelancer to own the project and to manage the project and to try to extract the information out of the client that you need. And that's going to feel hard at the beginning if you're not used to that. And that's okay. You'll get better. But like you said, I wouldn't be able to just flat out come to you and say, okay, Atara, we're looking for this, 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 and this. If I knew that, then I'd probably just create it myself. I needed you to like ask me these questions and to kind of dig in. Um, 
and to pull that out of me. Like it was somewhere in my head, but you knew how to get it out. And I was like, I don't know. And we kind of blah, 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 blah. And I just like, a lot of words came out and you're like, okay, I got it. <laughs> but it's, but, but that's yeah. why I want to hire someone like you because you're going to help me get there. So as a freelancer, you can't just rely on the client to like manage everything and give you everything cut and dry. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sometimes it will be that way. If you're just, if you're taking hand sketches and turning them into fashion flats, you know, if you're taking very cut and dry specs and turning them into a tech pack, like the project might be that way. But for some of the more like creative stuff, um, that's kind of your role as a designer to like, you know, extract that information. And you do that by asking a lot of questions and just having some conversations. Yeah, 100%. And I think that also just using your own, I mean, I'm trying to explain it the right way. Um, but I feel like everyone has ways and a process in order for them to be creative and knowing that and putting that in your process of a freelancer. And mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes people don't like people, people forget that, that, you know, I don't know if you, if you guys will do like passion projects or personal projects where you're kind of doing your own thing mm-hmm. and you have your own process set. And then when you're working for a client, you kind of feel like that just went out the door and you're kind of just like on the client's like mind, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of working from what the client said, the client, I don't, I don't know exactly what you guys, you know, will need in order to create something, but the client will say, I need this, that, and that. And then you go, okay, even though, you know, you need all this random stuff, mm-hmm. you don't, you, you kind of forget that you need that. And I think that, that if you even just put it down on a list of exactly what you would need, it will be so much easier to start with asking the right questions. Yeah. Um, you know, away from the client, away from, you know, someone asking you right now, like right now you can just make a list yeah, yeah, <laughs> of yeah. everything you need in order to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that that's so helpful. Yeah. And your yeah. list will be growing as you get more experience. Like you don't need to nail it the first time. I just, I keep saying that because I think a lot of people can be like, oh gosh, this sounds really overwhelming. I'm not that professional. I can't do it. Well, guess what? I'm sure your first project didn't go this great. No. Maybe it didn't go terrible, did but like it didn't, no, it didn't go as go smooth terrible. as this. Yeah. I think it was just more stressful on my end. Mm-hmm. I think that I wanted the client to be so happy that I kind of took all the stress. Mm. <laughs> and that I don't think is great. No, you that's know? not great either. I think the client was so happy because, you know, I did everything in two days <laughs> and <laughs> they were able to walk away with, you know, something else for very little. And I was just walking away being like, is I just totally taken advantage of? Like, what did I just do? Which is, I think, where a lot of people are, and then they're like, freelancing sucks. <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah, my God. That's so funny. I was totally in that headspace. Like, last summer, I was just so done with freelancing. I, yeah. was, I did not want to do any more of this. I was like, do I even like graphic design? Do oh, I even want to do yeah. This? You start to second uh, guess, yeah. like, your passion. Yeah. And I was really lost because I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to get into. This is also like more of my journey and my background. Okay. <laughs> now I'm getting into that. Yeah. Um, but I was so done. I did not want to do any of this anymore. Um, and I literally stopped working for like a couple of months. It was in the summer. So I guess it, it coincides with, you know, kind of a not busy time. Yeah. But I stopped taking on projects. I was just like, I don't want to do random flyers for people. I don't want to just do the busy work that people Mm. say, just do this in five seconds and that's it. And I just, I didn't feel good. I didn't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, what do I even want to do with my life? Um, So I literally just took a summer to just, you know, 
I hate saying like the gain inspiration walking around New York City, but mm-hmm. I did that in the weirdest way possible because I didn't really, I didn't really, that wasn't really my personality to do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's not my personality to just sit there and be like gaining inspiration from You're a go-getter worker. Thing. Like you, you want to be doing the thing. Exactly. Yeah, I know exactly. that. Yeah. But it really helped because it made me want to take on new experiences that I just wanted to do just because I loved it. And it led me to working with this web design and branding studio. Um, I did some work for her. Um, I was able to really find my own process because um, she she did most of the in-between work. I didn't really work with the clients hands-on. So I was just able to just design and go through her, which was amazing. That was the best experience ever. And I'm so happy I had that um, because I didn't realize I wanted to do branding. I always mm. thought I was going to do package design or advertising because I had experience in advertising. Mm. Um, and then I was like, okay, this is what I want to do with my life. Um, and then I just started on every design. I was like, okay, I'm going to go 100%. As you said, I'm a go-getter. I either am 100 <laughs> or zero. Yeah. So I was like, that's it. I'm doing this. You know, I did an LLC. I did everything. I did the web design, a website, everything. And that's it. Like, and I think that even made me feel much more invested in me because yeah. I wasn't like, oh, I'm a general freelancer. I'm a random graphic designer. I was like, no, I'm a brand designer. I'm a business owner. <laughs> like, I'm a boss. Yeah. Um, but it made me just feel more confident in myself and made me invest in myself more. You know, I wouldn't have ever took the course if I was just a random graphic designer. Yeah. The fact that I call I could call myself a brand designer makes me feel like I have a purpose within graphic design. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Um, I'm glad you got to tell that part about the journey. That's really cool because I th- a lot of people in fashion are like in the same. I've heard the story so many times that they're like. The story kind of varies, but one flavor of it is just like, yeah, you know, like I work at this company and I just like do all the blah and I just, I don't love the product and I don't, and I've done all this other product and I, and I've tried freelancing, but I'm like doing all these crap projects. It's the same thing. They need it in two seconds and they want to pay me $5. And then they're like, I'm starting to hate the industry. And I think that like when you can step back, figure out your focus that you're really passionate about and that probably also aligns with what you're good at and whether that be a specific category like lingerie or denim or maybe it's a specific part of the process like tech packs. Like we have students who exclusively do tech packs. They don't do any sourcing. They don't do any design. They exclusively do tech packs and they're like crushing it. And we have students who do, um, you know, consulting for sustainable brands, you know, but whatever you find is your thing for you. It was like brand branding. Um, then you're like going to feel really good about it. And then your clients are that much more excited about you because you're specialized and they're like, you're exactly the person I need. I was like, yeah, branding. We just changed our whole name. Yeah. We need a new logo. Yes. You're perfect for us. (laughs) Versus if you were like this generic graphic designer and you had like flyers and ads and blah, 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 all these random things. I'd be like, "Eh, okay, yeah, she can do graphics, but like, I don't know. We probably need someone that can do branding. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that I was so scared. I was so scared to niche down. I did yeah. not want to. I was just like, I want to do all the things though. Yeah. I want to do everything. But I'm so happy I did that because yeah. now I'm just like, wait, I don't want to do all the things. Yeah. I want to just do this and do this one thing. And I'm sure your business is growing as a result. Yeah. 
Like I'm really, ha- I'm really happy that it's slowly growing, you yeah. know, yeah. at the pace that it needs to be. Yeah. Um, hopefully this time next year, it's going to be flourishing. Don't get too this. busy. Cause I'm like, already have you booked to like redesign our whole website in like January, 2022. Once we can wrap our heads around that, but like, please save 100%. room for me on the calendar. <laughs> you are in my calendar. You Amazing. will be there. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Um, this was so fun to chat with you. I am just, I am stoked that you sent out that cold pitch and that you put yourself out there, even though it was uncomfortable because you were exactly what we needed. And I, for the first time, like feel proud of our podcast cover and I can't wait to soon feel proud of our Instagram grid once we post like 30 more posts with the new design. So it might take a minute to get there, but I was like, it'll get there. We just got to push all those other posts down. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then our website, like all the things. So yeah, there's, there's yes, people. I'm so excited. Yeah, there's people. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There's people out there that like, I'm, I'm just speaking to freelancers in general, there's people out there that need your help and they would be so freaking excited to get your help. It is your responsibility to put yourself out there and offer it to them just yes, like you've done. Yeah. Well, thank you. And you fashion people, I respect you so much. You do you. You really make magic happen. You're so I sweet. I love your craft and I love it. Yeah. I love fashion industry and I think without you guys – the world will be very ugly. <laughs> so you yeah. And you told me too, I think in the discovery call, or you told me sometime pretty early on in the process, like I really love working with fashion brands. So then it was like, not only did you do branding, but you were like, I love working with just your type of company. So that love also it. made me feel really People good. People who are just out there and quirky and amazing. Yeah. Those fashion brands that aren't just like the luxe who knows what, like yeah. those people who put themselves out there. Yeah. I love it. So I want to be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, like I'm going to, I will sell the shit out of you. I'm like, <laughs> you guys, seriously, Atar is amazing. Um, don't be scared. Like I feel your prices are very reasonable, very comfortable, um, and manageable. So don't be like, I can't afford a $8,000 logo. Or I mean, I'm throwing out huge numbers here. Um, but I think some people can think like, oh my gosh, a rebranding like that feels really expensive. Um, you made it very workable. So, um, uh, please just go follow her on Instagram. If nothing else, We'll put your link in the show notes. But, yeah, tell me where you are and where everybody can find you so that they can come say hi or if they need a project, I would really yeah. highly a quadrillion times recommend you, clearly. I think if you've gotten this far in the interview, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can visit me at Everbe Design um, on Instagram. You can visit my website, everbydesign.com. And, you know, Send me a DM, send me an inquiry on my website, and I would love to talk to you about your next project. Yeah. Um, Okay, amazing. We'll link everything in the show notes. And last, so I usually ask people at the end of the interview, what's one thing people never ask you about being a fashion freelancer that you wish they would? So I'll reword it a little bit for you. What's one thing people never ask you about being a freelancer that you wish they would? Ooh, um, I feel like I should have come more prepared for this. That's okay. um, <laughs> a lot of people I, are like, uh, what? <laughs> um, let me just take a moment to think. Yeah, of course. Um, ooh, I think that just asking 
asking about the running day-to-day business life. Mm. I feel like people forget about that. Um, and you know, people right away jump to, Oh, what kind of clients are you working with? Mm. Um, I would love to discuss about the back end and about how, you know, you have to market yourself and networking and just building up your business. I don't think it's talked about a lot. And I would love if someone asked me about that and we could have a conversation and we could, you know, throw some ideas around. (laughs) Yeah. Well, fellow freelancers may want to get in touch with you to gab about that stuff. And uh, I feel like we covered some parts of it on the episode today. So that was really fun. I mean, I'm such a nerd. I love talking about all this stuff. So super fun for me. Same. Awesome. You can talk about it all the time. Yeah, I know. I'm like, next time we're in New York, which I don't know when that's going to be because, you know, the world. And I mean, although we're, we're ramping down on COVID, so that's exciting. But um, with Errol, I'm like, I'm not sure when I'm going to get to New York City again. But I was like, I want to meet you and I want to like say hi and like have coffee and like chat with you in real life. But we will one day. Um, yes, one day. One day. Okay, awesome. Atara, this was so, so, so much fun. I was really looking forward to this interview and it was really exceeded my expectations. Um, And I can't wait to keep working on more projects with you. You're kick-ass. Same. It's been the best. Yay. (laughs) All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that was super, super informative for you. Clearly, I think you could feel the energy of how exciting it was for me. Um, And Atara as well. And let's see. Oh, yes. Always a huge thank you to my two right-hand people behind the scenes that manage so much of the podcast to make this show possible. My husband, Mark, who does all the editing so that this sounds good in your ears. And my right-hand amazing rock star, super duper everything, Tara, who is so kick-ass and she does a lot of the podcast management with the guests and the show notes and getting it scheduled to make sure that it actually lands in your podcast feed. Um, yeah, so thank you to the both of you. And thank you so much for listening, you guys. It's super fun to be here and chat with you. And um, give me a shout out on Instagram if you like this episode. Write up a review on Apple Podcasts. I was going to say iTunes and they changed it forever ago. Ugh, why does it keep changing the name? I say as we just changed our branding. Um, but if you are interested in kicking ass in your freelance career, um, in the fashion industry, head on over to my website, uh, to get our free resources for freelancing just in fashion. So Heidi.com slash freelance. It's linked in the show notes and get yourself on the email list. Follow me, follow me, follow me on Instagram, um, to find out when our freelance accelerator from surviving to thriving program opens. The fast program opens just a couple times a year and I would love for you to hear about it. Um, and kick ass like Atara is doing and like the other students in our program are doing and so that you can love the fashion industry and have the freedom and the flexibility that you want in life but also keep doing the work that you love um, I know how easy it is to get burnt in this industry I almost did after I had my own brand and after I worked as an employee and freelancing was where I really found my spot and I was like oh, okay this is actually really working for me um, so yeah that's it hope you're having a wonderful day Great to be here with you and chatting and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.